0: Well, today we're coming into the Christmas season, and so we are beginning a new message series which I've entitled King Jesus. Now, Jesus is King of kings. He's Lord of lords. All of the scripture is about Jesus. Sometimes we, we think of only the New Testament speaking of Jesus, but all of scripture speaks of Jesus in one way or another. Jesus Christ is the central figure of the entire Bible. You know, after Jesus' resurrection, he was walking along a road to Emmaus, and two disciples met him, and they were discouraged. They were disappointed that Jesus had died. They didn't realize that he had been raised from the dead. They didn't recognize him. And Jesus said to them in Luke 24, verse 25, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So all of the Old Testament really at its heart is speaking of Jesus. And he explained that to these disciples. All the Old Testament speaks of Jesus as the coming Messiah, the coming King. And today we're going to talk about, from the New Testament, about worshiping King Jesus. We're going to be looking at a Christmas story It's found in Luke chapter 2. Oftentimes at Christmas we have a picture and of course we have nativity scene which lends to this. We think of Jesus as this little baby in the manger. And that's true. It happened. He was born the little baby in a manger. We're going to talk about that today. But in many people's minds Jesus is still this little baby in a manger. And he is not the little baby in the manger Uh, he is ruling and reigning as King of kings and Lord of lords from heaven to die. Now, Jesus didn't come into existence when he was conceived in the Virgin Mary either. He's always existed. From the very beginning of time, God has always existed as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And Jesus chose to come from heaven to earth to save us. Philippians 2, verse 6 and 7 says, Who though... He, that is Jesus, was in the form of God, speaking of God in heaven or Jesus in heaven. He did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant being born in the likeness of men. And so Jesus laid down his power, he laid down his glory that he had in heaven, and he submitted, he humbled himself to be born in a manger, in an animal feeding trough. He went through a life that involved some persecution, a lot of persecution and and suffering. And he died a a cruel death on the cross. The prophets call him a, a suffering servant. And he went through all that to save sinners like you and me, the sinners, the people that he created. And as the Old Testament predicted, he rose from the dead. He ascended back into the glory of heaven. And one day he's going to return again to this earth and when he returns he's not coming the second time as a baby he's not coming the second time as a manger revelation tells us how he's going to be coming chapter 19 apostle John writes then I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse the one sitting on it is called faithful and true and in righteousness he judges and makes war on his robe And on his thigh, he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And that's Jesus, who's going to come riding on this white horse as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so today, we're going to be talking about the birth of baby Jesus. But we want to keep in our minds that he was born to be king. And today, he is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And one day, he's coming back. And so what should our response be as we ponder this story of Jesus coming into the world as as this baby? Let's begin in Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Talking about worshiping him, he came to be the Savior King. It says, in the same region there were shepherds, out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And so this chapter in the Gospel of Luke, talks about the shepherds visiting baby Jesus. Now let's think a minute about the shepherds of that day. The shepherds in Jesus' day were a very uh, were considered very low on the social status ladder. Now you think about all the jobs a person could have. Would you like to sign up for a night job? Out in the Elements... In danger of being attacked by wild animals, or thieves or robbers who are after your sheep, and you had to stay awake all night, and you had no phone to light your, to play with or do anything else with, how many would sign up for a job like that? I shouldn't put my hand up. I, I probably wouldn't either. And uh, not only were this, you know, they had difficult working conditions, there were legitimate dangers as a shepherd. And so, who was the birth of Christ first announced to? Was it to some king? Was it to some noble people? No, it was to these lowly shepherds doing their job on one lonely night. And let's see what happened. Verse 9, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, to the shepherds, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And so imagine the scene, the shepherds are on the lonely hills, probably slowly nodding off to sleep. They probably did sleep much of the night. Only if they were awakened by something, would they wake up, nodding off to sleep. And suddenly there was this brilliant light in the sky. And they were startled. They feared for their very lives. they were filled, it says, with a great fear. And the angel, as he'd been trained to do, spoke his first words, which were, fear not. The angels always say, fear not, because everybody's afraid. Some people claim to have seen angels today, and I I don't doubt their stories, but it's a scary, scary thing to actually see an angel for, for everybody. And so the angel told them to fear not, and so they calmed down a bit, and rather than bringing some kind of judgment on them from God, the angel was there to announce some great news, some good news that was going to fill them with joy and not fear. And so the good news would not be just for the shepherds. It says it's going to be news of great joy for all the people, for everybody on the planet. And so what was this good news? What was this great news? What was going to bring great joy to these shepherds who probably didn't experience a lot of joy in their lives? Well, the shepherds would have an opportunity to see with their very eyes Christ the Lord, they would have an opportunity to worship the one who had created the world. And so the angel goes on in verse 11 and says, for unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And so the angel announced to these shepherds that a child had been born in Bethlehem, not too far from where they were watching their flocks, the city of David. And this baby was no ordinary baby. The angel gave this child three titles. The first was Savior. Jesus was the one who was going to save people from their sins who believed in him. And that certainly would be a cause for great rejoicing. It would be a cause for great joy. The next title was Christ, which is Messiah or the Anointed One. The one who would be anointed with the Holy Spirit to carry out his mission on the earth. The one who had been promised by the Old Testament prophets for, for literally thousands of years. He was finally going to come and they would have an opportunity to see him. Of all people. These shepherds, these lowly shepherds who probably did not have high self-esteem. Lowly jobs, just doing their jobs, trying to make it. And finally, the baby would be called Lord. In the Greek language, it's Kyrios. It means master. It means owner. And of course, in the Old Testament, Lord is the Lord God. And so these shepherds would have an opportunity to worship the one who is coming into the world and so for most of us this story is we've heard many times and sometimes we we don't think about what really happened we don't allow the story to impact our lives and so I'd encourage you this Christmas season in the hustle and bustle of everything in Christmas uh, Christmas Parties, too many cookies, cards, or maybe you just send texts these days. Uh, whatever, Whatever you do, take some time to worship and to think about Jesus coming into the world for you and me, for all of us. Laying down his glory that he had in heaven, coming to be born in that lowly stable. And I encourage you to be sure to worship with your church family to, in the next couple Sundays we'll be focusing on Jesus coming to this earth. And take some time with your own family. You're opening some gifts underneath the tree. Make sure it's not just about gifts. Make sure it's about the greatest gift. Take some time to read the Christmas story. Take some time to give thanks. Take some time to worship. Because that is the true heart The true meaning of Christmas. Jesus the Savior King was born. He entered into space and time. He entered into our world. To save us. Because he loved you. And he loved us so much. Now as Jesus came into the world. He brought peace. He was a peace bringing king. Verse 13. And suddenly there were. There was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying. And we'll finish that in a minute. And so one angel was not enough to worship or to announce the birth of the king. And so suddenly there was a multitude of angels joining the first angel. And these angels in this choir, they burst into this, I'm sure it was a ear-splitting rendition of praise to God. Of something the shepherds had never heard, and they were praising God for this magnificent plan of sending Jesus from heaven to earth. And so these poor shepherds were afraid of that single angel, and now there was a whole multitude filling the entire sky, rejoicing in the birth of the sun. It was something that they had never experienced before, and From my understanding, they would never experience it again. But I can guarantee they never forgot that night. It was emblazed in their minds for the rest of their lives. And so the angel choir had a a message to bring. It was peace comes to those who please God. Verse 14, they sang glory to God in the highest. And on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And so first of all, the angel choir, they gave glory to God in the highest. They were praising God. They were singing worship to Him. They were singing in the skies above these lonely shepherds, praising God just as they were doing continually in heaven when they are up in heaven. The angels in heaven right now are praising God. They do it continually. And they came to give us a glimpse of what goes on in heaven as they praise God above those shepherds. And then the angels announced that on earth God was bringing peace. And sometimes, sometimes people misquote this verse, it's peace to everybody. That's not what the verse says, is it? It says peace among those with whom he is pleased. God brings peace to those he is pleased with. Now, who is God pleased with? Is he pleased with Everybody. Well, Hebrews eleven six 6 says, Without faith, is it, impo- it is impossible to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So who pleases God? It's those who have faith in God. Those who believe in Jesus Christ. And God is pleased with those who put their faith and trust in Jesus, the baby that was born to be king. And that faith then results in the forgiveness of our sins. And it brings us into relationship with God as his children. And so we have peace with God. Every believer has peace with God. Every believer is to be filled with God's peace. Jesus brings peace between God and man. And so peace comes from those who please God by putting their faith in him. And those who put their faith in him are those who obey. Verse 15, when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Now, back in verse 12, we've already read, the angels gave the shepherds a sign to identify the baby that was born to be king, the baby that was born. And the sign would be that the baby would be wrapped in claws and lying in a manger in this animal feeding trough in some type of stable. Now, that was not the normal way. That is not the way babies are born today, nor was it the way newborn babies were normally handled in those days either. I mean, you didn't put babies in prickly hay out with the smelly animals you kept them in your in your house and so that was an unusual sign and and there wasn't like well I don't know there's a lot of babies in mangers I don't know which it is well there was one baby in a manger in Bethlehem and it didn't take it wouldn't be hard for them to find that baby and so this sign that the angels had given uh, basically had an implicit instruction there you need to go find this baby who's the Savior, who's bringing peace to the world and worship him. That is what you need to do. And so the shepherds didn't need much convincing. They left their sheep behind. I'm not sure who they... Did they leave one behind? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like they all went and just left the sheep. This was such an exciting thing. They traveled to Bethlehem to see what had been told them. And... They say, if you notice reading this carefully, it says, the shepherds said to one another, we're going to go and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. They were very clear. They understood that God in heaven had made this known to them, that he had given them this revelation, and they believed what he had said. And so, as we talk about today, Christmas 2021, the blessings of the birth of the Savior 2,000 years ago don't come to every person on the planet. The blessings are available to everyone, but only those who please God through faith and obedience will benefit from the peace that Jesus brought to this earth. And for those of us, which I believe is Most of us or everyone here who have peace with God. Are there those that you know? Friends, relatives, neighbors. That don't have peace with God. That aren't believers. If so, and I think. Probably people in each of our lives that fit that category or else we're not sure if they have peace with God. Ask God for an opportunity to, to share with them really the same message the angels shared with the shepherds that Jesus has come to this earth to bring peace with God. And of course, there's more to the story than his birth. We read about that in the rest of the gospel. Ask God for opportunities to invite people. We have invite cards out there on the table. Uh, We're going to be continuing to talk about Jesus and and his coming into the world this Christmas season for the next two Sundays. Invite them to our Christmas message series in December, King King Jesus. And so not only do we worship this peace-bringing God, we can learn to worship a wonder-provoking God. Let's move on to verse 16. And they went, that's the shepherds went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And so the shepherds didn't waste any time. They left their flocks. They journeyed to Bethlehem. It was a short distance and it didn't take them long. They found Mary, Joseph, and a baby lying in this manger just as the angels had said. And the shepherds told Mary and Joseph the entire experience they'd just gone through. The angel appearing to them. The angel choir singing. And them journeying to see the Savior. And I believe they told Mary and Joseph that the same thing the angel told them, that this would be the Savior, or this would be the very Son of God. This is Christ the Lord. And for Mary and Joseph, even though they'd had angels appearing to them as well, this was another confirmation that God was with them. This was another confirmation that this child was the Son of God. Mary and Joseph hadn't seen the angel choir. The shepherds had, and they related that story to them. And I believe, it doesn't say in the story, but I believe the shepherds, what else could they have done but bowed down just like the wise men and worshiped this baby because they knew who he was. They knew he had been born to be king, born to be a savior. Verse 18, and all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. And so the shepherds didn't just tell Mary and Joseph. uh, They began to tell everybody they knew. The good news, the news was so good, it was so uh, earth shaking that they couldn't be stopped. So they really had just been informed by the angel to go see this baby and that was it. But the news was so good, they couldn't keep it to themselves. And everybody who heard it, they wondered, It it was like, wow, could this really be true? You might have thought that people would ridicule the shepherds. Well, you know, what have you been drinking, or what's going on here? It's like, no, the people were filled with wonder. I mean, that is a, they were awestruck at what the shepherds told them. Now, you see, God had planned, I believe. The angels didn't just appear to one shepherd. <laughs> you know, if one shepherd came by and told you that story, you go, you know, I don't know. But there was a whole group of shepherds. And they all were saying the same thing. And Joe would say, you know, I saw it. And, and Jim would say, yeah, I was there too. And George would say, I was there too. And we all saw the same thing and their stories agreed. And I'm like, wow. I mean, this must have really happened. It was an incredible story. The people were filled with wonder. Not only had they had this vision, or I don't know that it was a vision, it was a reality. They saw these angels. Not only had they seen the angels, but... They had followed the angel's instruction and they found this baby just as the angel had said. And they told the people what they had found. And so from his very birth, Jesus inspired wonder in everyone who opened their heart to believe in him. Let's go back to Mary. Luke takes us back to Mary. Mary and Joseph there in that with Jesus in that manger with Jesus says, but Mary treasured up all these things pondering them in her heart and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them and so Mary seemed to be a deep thinker I mean really she, she thought deeply about things in the class this morning we talked about Mary and how how she believed what the angel had told her about bearing Jesus Christ, the Messiah. How she submitted to God's plan for her life. How she was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied and sang the word of God. And here we see she treasures these things. What did she treasure? She treasured what the shepherds had told her. She put it into her, into her mind to remember The things that they had told her. To give her hope. To give her courage. To give her faith for the coming days. She knew that she had been chosen for an unusual and privileged destiny. And this visit by the shepherds was confirming all the things she'd been told in the past. What happened to the shepherds? Well, we've already seen that they've been telling everybody. And eventually they had to get back to their jobs. And so they returned to the fields but they were changed men. It says that they were glorifying and praising God. Their lives had been turned upside down. And they were now believers in Christ, I believe. And I think we'll see the shepherds in heaven today. Their lives have been changed. It was an experience that they would never forget as long as they lived. And so this year, 2021, is coming to a close. The new year, 2022, is just a few weeks away. You know, it's a good time for us to think about the good things that God has done in our lives in this past year. Mary was treasuring the things that God had done, things that God had showed her. And those are things that we should treasure in our lives as well. Reflecting on the good things That God has done in your life. Giving thanks to him for the blessings that he's brought into our lives. Now sometimes we do the exact opposite, don't we? We treasure and ponder the bad things that have happened. And we worry about the bad things that might happen in the new year. God doesn't want us to treasure and ponder the bad things. To go over them over and over again. Yes, we may be able to learn from them, but he wants us to treasure and ponder the good things. And God's word tells us we are to give thanks in every circumstance. And so there's always something to be thankful for. No matter how difficult life may be at the moment, no matter how many things that may seem to be negative, there's always something to be thankful for. Something to ponder. A good gift from God to treasure. And so, God wants us to encourage ourselves as we draw near to the end of 2021 about the good things that he's done in our lives. The protection that he's given to us in this past year. And believe based on that past experience for good things coming in our lives in the new year. And, 2022. and as we do that, as we ponder the good things that God has brought into our lives. It builds our faith to believe him for good things in the future. To give thanks for the things he's done in the past. To the things he's done, he's doing right now. And by faith to give thanks for what he's going to do next year. In our lives. And so today we've looked at this familiar story. I'm sure it's familiar to everybody. We have the scenes right there as well. Of Is it the shepherds and the wise men or is it? There's a shepherd. There's a shepherd. Okay. <laughs> there were more than one. Okay. Sorry. We just didn't have room for more shepherds here. And the wise men and shepherds didn't come at the same time. But, you know, it's, we do the best we can. Uh, but today we've looked at this, it's familiar, but it's really a profound story of the shepherds seeing heaven opened and giving worship to this newborn King Jesus. And so, let's remember this Christmas to be thankful, uh, to glorify God for this Savior that was born on this planet 2,000 years ago. And may our lives be filled with worship. It's, we should worship Him all year long, but at Christmas time, it's a, it's a good time to remember him coming into the world and, and worship him, worshiping him. Not really just as a baby in the manger. We really, He's not there anymore. It doesn't really make sense. But we worship him as king of kings. That's how he came. But now he's king of kings, Lord of lords, seated in heaven. And not only did he make a way for us to be saved, he brought to us peace with God. We, as believers, are his children. We have peace with God. He's our father. And Jesus is the one that we follow through life. He's with us. He'll protect us. And so may we remember Jesus, this awesome king this, that came on that first Christmas. And may we share that good news with those around us just as the, the shepherds did. And so this morning I want to give everyone here an opportunity and those listening online to commit your lives to following Jesus. Uh, Jesus is the king. He is the only king that we are to follow. And to follow him, first of all, we need to admit that we've done wrong things in our lives. We need to ask for forgiveness for those things. And we need to believe that Jesus rose from the dead, put our faith and trust in him. He's alive today. And we commit our lives to following him as our Lord, as our king. So let's bow our heads right now. I'm going to pray. And I encourage you to never pray to prayer like this, to pray it for the first time, or perhaps you have in the past, but this is a good opportunity to recommit your life to King Jesus. So let's pray something like this. Father, today, I admit that I've sinned, I've done wrong things. And those things have separated me from you. I believe that Jesus died on the cross. That my sins might be forgiven. He paid the penalty for my sin, And he rose from the dead. He's alive today. And I put my faith. I put my trust in him. I ask him to forgive me. I commit my life to following Jesus as my Lord. As my king. Throughout my entire life. And this morning let's pray as well. Father today. We make a choice this morning, this morning in December 2021, to worship Jesus, to worship the Savior King. We worship you, Jesus, this morning because you came from heaven to earth to save us. We couldn't save ourselves. We were in a hopeless situation. We were guilty with no way out of eternal separation from you, but you came. You came to save us. You came from heaven to earth that we might become your children. And we worship you this morning for that great and wondrous plan. We thank you that when you came, you brought peace to us, peace in our lives, peace between us and you. No longer are we your enemies, but we are your children and we experience your love. Each and every day. We thank you that you brought peace to us. And we pray God that you would bring peace to everyone's heart. That's listening to this message this morning. Bring peace God. Bring your peace. And may that peace drive out worry. May that peace drive out anxiety. May that peace drive out fear. I may this heavenly peace rest on each and every person. God, forgive us for the times when when we hear these stories and we go, I've heard that before. I, I know every line in that story. God, we pray that it would, that by your spirit you would awaken us when we read your word in this Christmas season about the wonder of what you did. That you would once again fill our lives with awe at who you are. Your great love for us. And that you are with us each and every day. You are with us every breath we take. You are protecting us. You are guiding us through your Holy Spirit.